Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast, my friends. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow, and as always, thank you for tuning in. Today, I want to talk about self-management, self-leadership, self-inspiration. The other day, I was having a conversation with my husband about leadership. He was He's in the middle of kind of growing his team and, and having team meetings, and we were discussing like the difference between managing and leading. So as we were talking, I started Googling leadership, as one does, and looking at articles on managing versus leading. And I stumbled across a quote from Steve Jobs that said, Management is about persuading people to do things they don't want to do, while leadership is about inspiring people to do the things they never thought they could. And that got me all caught up in my thoughts, and I totally lost interest in my husband's business leadership at that point, because I started thinking about leadership and inspiration, and my thoughts turned to people who inspire me. And so I want to invite you to do the same. Think about people who inspire you the people who are an example of what is possible. And I'll give you a few minutes to consider this and maybe even pause the podcast to give yourself a few moments. Allow a handful of people to come to mind. These, these again, these people who inspire you or who are an example of what is possible for you in your life. So take a moment to reflect on who came up. And after you've taken a moment, I want you to look at that list and look, were you on that list? Like, are you in the top five, 10 people who inspire you? Are you in the top five or 10 people who are an example of what is possible for you? If not, that's totally okay. Today, we're going to talk about, though, the qualities of good leadership and what inspires us. And specifically, I want to explore how can we do those things for ourselves. And of course, there's a ton of leadership out there on what makes, or I'm sorry, there's a ton of literature out there on what makes a good leader. Right, like John Maxwell says things like leadership is influence. It's about being someone that other people want to follow. And so it's a fun question to pose to ourselves. Like, do do you have leadership over yourself? Do you have influence over yourself? Are you someone you would follow? And Tom Bilyeu says, good leadership is a willingness to have faults and errors pointed out to you. Now that one might be a little harder <laughs> to swallow. Like, do you have this willingness? Do you welcome feedback about where you fall short or where you could improve? To be totally honest, this one here can actually get me a bit of get me in a little bit of trouble with my loved ones at times because I am like, tell me everything. Tell me where you see I can improve. If I'm off base, point it out fast and often. But turns out not everyone shares that perspective. Not everyone wants their faults and errors pointed out. So word to the wise, it's always good to get permission first. But just know I fully welcome that. So if you have any feedback, go ahead and hit me up. Let me know. But today I want to really go into what are the qualities of a good leader? So think about this. What comes to mind when you think about these qualities? Maybe things like integrity, empathy, humility, accountability, resilience, vision, influence, positivity, all the things that come to mind. And I actually want to explore some of these qualities today. And as I talk through them, I invite you to think about how you can cultivate these qualities in yourself in order to grow self-leadership qualities and to be somebody who actually makes the list of people who inspire you. 
So let's talk about integrity first, because I think this integrity is a cornerstone of all the other leadership qualities. Like by definition, integrity means to be one thing, whole and undivided. And this means we aren't different versions of ourselves depending on who's watching or what setting we're in. We are who we are who we are. It's about doing the right thing in alignment with who we are, even when no one's watching. And this gets interesting when it comes to self-leadership since we're, um, you know, always with ourselves. So notice the ways that you build or corrode integrity with yourself. Like how often do you say you're going to do something and not follow through? And then maybe the inverse. How often do you do what you say you're going to do with or without an audience? And now to totally call myself out, I I totally lost my way in this area recently. I was doing, or I'm still doing a course um, with a small accounting group, or accountability group that included this app that tracks our mindfulness exercises. And I was finding that I would turn the app on so that it was counting the time towards my daily assignment. But you guys, I wasn't actually doing the mindfulness activity. And I had to put myself in check. I was like, what is the actual point? Like I was getting sucked into the kind of get the grade mindset of having the app reflect what I did, like showing that I, that I quote unquote did the work rather than actually showing up for myself and showing up to myself to get the benefits I was looking for. So I had to call myself out. And I also called myself out to the accountability group because this is what it's like to be in integrity. And also, I can't help but this also, every time I look at the word integrity, like the word grit pops out at me. So I can't help but notice, like, was that strategically placed there? But I think that grit is absolutely something we have to think about when it comes to leadership. Grit is about courage, resolve, and strength of character. These are qualities that certainly rise to the top of a self-leadership list, in my humble opinion. And the next quality that I want to talk about today is empathy. Like empathy is about understanding. When it comes to our relationship with ourselves, it allows us to open to understanding what motivates us, our hopes, our dreams, and our problems so that we can actually forge a deeper connection. Empathizing with ourselves isn't about being kind. It's, it's much more than that, actually. Empathy, it's, it's a pathway to accessing our higher level thinking. It allows us to access the part of our brain that improves our ability to identify needs, to emotionally connect, to feel safe, to create, collaborate, negotiate. So when we find, like when you find yourself struggling to achieve a goal or make progress, or you keep doing the same thing repeatedly that you're trying to stop, things like yelling at your kids or being 10 minutes late for every single thing you go to, rather than beating yourself up and talking smack, try on some empathy, lean into the why, like why are you doing those things or not doing the things as the case may be. But when you actually, when you approach this with compassion and empathy, you might see, oh, maybe you yell because you're overtired and you need to adjust your schedule. Like maybe that's a communicate, you're yelling at your kids because there's something going on that you need to address. Or maybe you're consistently late because you're always trying to squeeze in one more thing and you could, like, that might give you something to look into. You could explore that further. Explore the need or desire for overproductivity that causes you to jam as much as you possibly can into the smallest amount of time possible, which then results in you being perpetually 10 minutes late for life. So 
trying on empathy actually helps us explore the why, and that will help us access higher parts of our brain that will increase what we can do in our life. All right, today I also want to talk about humility. Humility is having freedom from pride, excuse me, from pride or arrogance. Humility can be used and interpreted in many ways. And when it comes to self-leadership, I think of humility as the quality that allows us to separate our worth and value as a person from our performance. And this allows us to go all in on our dreams and goals. When our pride, our worth, our value are totally separate from our performance and productivity, we're much more willing to go all out and completely surprise ourselves and blow our mind with what we're capable of. Uh, Today, I also want to talk about accountability. This is about giving credit where credit is due and taking responsibility when things aren't going how you'd like. And now in case you missed it, I want to point out that I just mentioned two sides to the coin. There are two sides of the accountability coin. When it comes to leading ourselves, we tend to lean way harder on the part about taking responsibility when things don't go the way we wanted. But being accountable is about a balanced approach. It's celebrating where you got it right and where there's room for improvement. So an example that comes to mind for me is I do weekly self-evaluations, which I actually like to call um, self-explorations. But just so that you know what I'm talking about, it's self-evaluation. And I do them weekly on my coaching sessions. So I pick one session from the week to review. And the goal of this activity for me is to gain greater insight into myself, into my coaching skills, and what I'm doing well, and what can be improved. And so with that in mind, I always start with, what was my best moment from the session? Like, what did I do well that I want to make sure I continue doing? And then I identify one thing I could do better. Now, let me emphasize one thing. I do, th- to be clear, there's multiple things I could improve on, but I identify one thing, not all the things. And this is an area that we can lose our way a little bit. Like we tend to overwhelm ourselves with all the things that we could or need to work on. And we would serve ourselves much better to focus on one thing at a time so that we don't get overwhelmed and end up doing nothing. Okay. So also I want to make note of the language that I used here. Notice I ask myself, what is one thing I could do better. I didn't go looking for strengths and quote unquote weaknesses or what I got right or wrong. I looked for something I did well that I want to continue and then something I could work on to make my coaching even better. So test that out in your body to see how those words feel different. Try on the words, I got it wrong. I messed up. How does that feel in your body versus I could make this even better if I did XYZ. I could make this even better if I didn't do XYZ. I could improve this skill by fill in the blank. Notice how that feels in your body. And these may seem like small tweaks, but they have they make a huge difference when it comes to leading ourselves towards what is actually possible for us. Okay. Next, I want to talk about resilience. Resilience is so much fun. Resilience is about the ability to bounce back. It's about successfully adapting to difficult or challenging life experiences. This is when we have our mental, emotional, and behavioral flexibility to adjust and adapt to the external and external. What did I just say there? I meant to say internal and external (laughs) demands. So think about resilience. Like who comes to mind when you think about resilience? Usually it's a good comeback story. An extreme example that comes to mind for me are Holocaust survivors. I think about 
people like Viktor Frankl or Edith Eager, people who went through really trying times, but didn't allow that to define or limit them. They, f- they forced themselves to focus on solutions and possibilities rather than just on the problems. Now, they certainly didn't have it easy. They just chose to focus on a way through rather than staying stuck in why me? Like, why is this happening to me? Why, why me? They chose to focus on things like what now? What next? Right? Resilience is something that is key in terms of being able to continue to lead ourselves forward and inspire ourselves to do the things that we didn't think were possible for us. And then next, I want to talk a little bit about vision. Good leaders are known for their ability to create a vision, articulate that vision, really own the vision, and relentlessly drive until it's complete, right? So to get yourself where you want to go, you kind of have to know where that is. So what is your vision for what is possible for you? What's your vision of what you're trying to create or accomplish or achieve? Can you see it? And do you know your why? In the world of goal setting and dream achieving, there's no shortage of talks about finding your why. But there's a reason. Like when you have a vision of what you want and why, you become unstoppable. When you're clear about your vision, you can then, you're constantly measuring your decisions and actions up against that. Like you can ask yourself, does this move me closer to my vision or further away? That helps make things really clear on which decisions you want to be choosing in your life. So make things easy for yourself by having a vision and knowing your why. And we can't talk about leadership without talking about influence. And typically when discussing leadership and influence, we're talking about one's ability to influence another person's behavior. But since today we're focusing on self-leadership, I want to think about what kind of influence do you have over yourself? And now we have to talk about self-awareness here because self-awareness is required in order to influence yourself. It's helpful to know your intentions, your values, and your personality, right? You need to know like what can push your buttons, what can derail you, as well as what promotes commitment, dedication, tenacity, and perseverance for you. Transformation is possible when you increase your self-awareness about what drives behaviors rather than just trying to modify your behaviors. Okay. And the last thing I want to talk about in terms of leadership qualities is positivity. And, and, and I want to be clear. So positive, so positivity is about maintaining a positive mindset. This, and when we do this, we, it does, this is what allows us to stay focused on the long game, right? Not get thrown completely off course when there are temporary setbacks. It helps keep things in perspective and supports forward movement and momentum. And I feel like you have to point out that this is different from pos- like toxic positivity. Toxic positivity is about dismissing negative emotions and responding to stress with like false reassurances rather than approaching it with empathy like we talked about earlier. And toxic positivity comes from being uncomfortable with negative emotions. And that is not what we're talking about. You know, in my world, we're all about embracing the 50-50 that's quote unquote good and 50-50 that's quote unquote bad. And so good self-leadership requires a willingness to feel any emotion, which I'm going to touch on more in just a moment. So now that we've covered just some basic qualities of good leadership, I want to touch a bit more on this idea of self-leadership, which actually turns out the internet defines that self-leadership is the practice of intentionally influencing your thinking, feeling, and actions towards your objectives. 
So self-leadership is about constantly developing your inner game, also known as mindset, as well as your outer game. This is like the actions, the things you do, your behaviors. So in addition to the qualities that I've already mentioned, I think that self-confidence and self-efficacy are important to touch on as it relates to leading ourselves. And self-confidence comes from knowing your, like your capacities and your strengths. And as we take action and develop skills, we become more confident. And so this, I'm going to like throw around the words confidence and self-confidence a lot here. So stick with me because I think in order to develop confidence, we have to start with self-confidence because developing confidence requires doing things repeatedly so that you can develop the skill, develop the capacity and strengths and, and provide consistent reliability in that skill. Like doing so is what develops our confidence and our ability to replicate. Like I feel really confident in pouring a glass of water because I've done it many times and I've demonstrated to myself that I can do it, right? But in order to get to that place, you have to be willing to try it a lot and fail. You have to try and not get it right. Try and miss the mark. And then try a different approach until we get it right, right? And then you're, and then once you get it quote unquote right, then you're just repeating it, repeating it, repeating it until you feel confident in your ability to do the thing, whatever the thing is that you're working on. And so this is why we need self-confidence and self-confidence is that willingness to feel any emotion. When there is no emotion you are unwilling to feel, the world opens up to you. You're willing to try public speaking, for example, and make a total fool of yourself and feel humiliated or whatever the worst emotion is that you can think of. And, and when you do that, then you can exercise that muscle of developing your craft in order to build your confidence in the craft. So hopefully that all made sense. Hopefully y'all were tracking. There was a lot of uh, inter- intermixing of confidence and self-confidence, but basically confidence comes from doing something repeatedly so that you feel quote unquote confident in your ability to do it. And in order to keep trying something and doing something, you have to have self-confidence and that you can feel you're like, you can feel anything that that failure stirs up for you. You can feel, you can feel whatever emotions come up as you're trying and missing the mark. And related to self-confidence is self-efficacy or like self-belief. Self-efficacy is the belief that whatever comes our way, we can handle it. Like we can take the feedback. We can review it, make necessary adjustments if needed, discard things that aren't useful, and we can continue trying, iterating, and moving forward. With, with self-efficacy, we can be more creative and innovative. And, and here's the thing about self-efficacy. It's not something that can be developed between your two ears. Like it requires doing. We can talk about it, but we but that, that's not going to demonstrate it to ourselves. In order to truly believe in ourselves and to truly believe that we can handle anything that comes our way, we have to be about it. Like we can believe in theory, but when we like capital K know it, it's when we put it into action. So believe that you can do anything you put your mind to and then show yourself. And um, a woman comes to mind, I was coaching a, a running coach actually the other day who helps people build their confidence as they're going into race day. And we had a whole discussion on, she was actually going into her own race and having all sorts of imposter syndrome stuff coming up. But, but the whole point is we were having a discussion on like what she wanted to have confidence in going into la- to race day. And where we landed was that what she really was wanting was self-efficacy. 
Like she wanted to believe that she could handle whatever came her way. And that might mean handling all the miles in the race to get to the finish line. It might also mean handling the thoughts and feelings that come up if she doesn't finish the race, right? So self-efficacy is about believing in yourself no matter what right? You believe that you can handle whatever comes your way and that you're not willing to give up your self-belief just because something doesn't go as you hoped it or as you hoped it would go or as you planned for it to go. So as we reflect on all of these, like you can lean into the question of, do I embody accountability, empathy, humility, integrity, resilience, self-confidence, positivity, self-efficacy, all these things as it relates to leading and inspiring yourself. In my experience, people tend to default to the whole beat myself into submission using judgment, blame, and shame approach. But what if we embraced some of the concepts of self-leadership and self-inspiration that I've talked about today? We lean into qualities like integrity, accountability, self-confidence, self-efficacy. Then we start trying things we never thought were possible. And when we do something in one area of our lives that we thought we couldn't, then we're like, what else is possible? I think of a client who set a fitness goal for herself that was way more about mindset than the physical activity. And once she completed that fitness challenge, her mind blew open. Like her mind opened up to what else she could do. Like when she was exercising the muscle of being in integrity with herself and requiring daily accountability, like that challenged her to show up in ways that she didn't even know was possible. And that's what self-inspiration looks like. Inspiring ourselves to do things we didn't even think to think were possible for us. Um, I'm actually taking a class right now that has this heavily looking into possibility, like what is possible for us, the world, our people, exploring how we limit ourselves by what we even allow ourselves to put on the plate of consideration for what is possible for ourselves. And what I found is that there seems to be a relationship between these self-leadership qualities and what we allow ourselves to even consider as possibilities. Because when we lack things like integrity, accountability, like self-awareness, self-confidence, or the self-belief and what we believe we can make manifest, we don't even allow ourselves to consider what could be possible. So my invitation to you today is play with the world play with possible, play with impossible. Like what would it look like to inspire yourself and trust in your ability to lead yourself wherever you want to go? And if you're ready to jump into the possibility of anything that's possible and even the things you haven't even considered yet that are possible for you, and you want some support and guidance in doing that, let's set up a time to chat. You can head over to jessicasmorrow.com to set up a free consult. And also, if you haven't already gotten your free digital copy of the Unblocked Journal, as always, I will put a link in the show notes so you can get access. And this is a journal that, again, it brings awareness to what's going on in your mind consciously and unconsciously. And this helps with the self-awareness that I touched on today. And as always, if you think what I talked about in today's episode might be useful for someone that you know, please feel free to share widely and be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. That is what I have for you all today. And until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free.